0: Love & Watches is a podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team, bringing you the latest in news, gossip, controversy, and anything else that matters in the world of watches. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Merry Christmas, watch fam. This is Ranch Racer.
0: And Perpetual Girl.
1: And welcome to the Christmas twenty eighteen rendition of the Love and Watches <laughs> podcast. This is going to be a, a very random topics podcast. Uh, we are recording it on Christmas morning, and well, it's I'm, actually afternoon. It, uh, gosh, it is, <laughs> and I have to hustle to get the post processing done and get it up uh, posted because I want to post it today because we're heading out for some Christmas dinner with some close friends. So, um, pretty quiet Christmas this year. Very. Haven't done. Too much.
0: Well, I had, you know, I had my little hip repair surgery yep. done, so that was minor, and you had your normal treatment it, that yeah, week
1: before too. So I kind of got hammered. It was a, a tough couple of weeks, but uh, feeling good today. And we we don't do a ton. Usually, we don't do a ton for Christmas. No, you know, we I mean, got a lot
0: going on with the ranch, and
1: yeah, well, and you know, my family. I mean, my family lives for holidays. I mean, lives for, especially Christmas. I mean.
0: They do fill every oh minute my with it, joy.
1: It, I mean, we called it the, the the Christmas marathon, right? I mean, it was, we had people at our house Christmas Eve, like one side of the family. We opened presents. As kids, it was great, right? Because you had presents Christmas Eve, wake up Christmas morning, go into the living room. Santa's, you know, paid his visit to you. And so we get more presents and then. We'd get dressed. We would head to my other grandma from the other side of the family, my my dad's mother's house, and hang out with that side of the family Christmas morning and then leave and stop at a friend's house and spend a couple hours and then go to my uncle's house from the other tired. side of the family. <laughs> I mean, we'd get home at like midnight Christmas night. And oh. I mean, the kids, we, as kids, we never made it. We were always asleep at yeah. my uncle's place for Christmas dinner.
0: When did you play with your toys? The, the week after. Week.
1: <laughs> I'd usually grab one that I got on Christmas <laughs> Eve or from Santa and like stuff it in, in a bag and we'd head out Christmas morning. But it was crazy. It totally opposite from your family.
0: We well, we weren't we celebrated Christmas, but it was a more mellow you know, Christmas Eve. My mom is Swedish, so she was Swedish, so we she'd bring out her beautiful red Swedish tablecloth and we'd as a treat, we'd get to eat in the living room oh, and not at the kitchen table. So yeah. We'd do that, maybe open one present, go to go to church, come back, eat dinner, and then in the morning we'd stay in our pajamas all day and open presents and watch T V and it was a very mellow Christmas day.
1: Well, and you guys had some, you know, sickness and stuff in your family to deal with, so it was never Yeah, you, but it there never, wasn't a lot of planning involved. It's like no, if everyone's feeling good then yeah, you did your It was
0: tradition and we still had it didn't stop us, we had fun. Right. And now you and I are just very mellow.
1: I like the mellow. I can't. And my, my family, good. I mean, my mom is like over 80 and she's still like Energizer Bunny. I she mean, she, has, she gets in the car and drives down to the Bay Area and does all the party. I mean, I don't know how she does it. I still don't know how she does it. It's crazy. Totally <sighs> crazy.
0: But Like I said, it makes me tired thinking about it.
1: I mean, we've been sitting around watching James Bond. We do our, yep. That's so if you guys have been following us on Instagram, you know, we do our James Bond marathon. So we've been.
0: Yeah. Big holiday weekends. We do that.
1: Yeah. And we've been posting, you know, watch photos. I mean, cause obviously there's so many great watch shots and uh, wrist shots and James Bond movies. So we've been posting all those from Rolex Mariner to now we're in Roger Moore era. So we're getting all the Seikos, Seiko like Quarces. the digital Seikos from the seventies and eighties.
0: Oh, how about the one that spits out the Dymo?
1: Oh, that was so cool. What movie? That was last night. Mm-hmm. What movie we were watched we that,
0: what, at 3 o'clock this morning? Or? Was
1: that The Spy Who Loved Me? Yes. Probably. But that,
0: that was super cool. Dymo. It's like, I, how did they get the sticky stuff off the back to put it through that watch?
1: I know. That was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh,
0: but, so, yeah, Christmas. Christmas is here, Christmas Day, and then New Year's is coming, and your birthday on New Year's Eve, so we'll probably do something mellow. Oh, God, that's
1: right. My birthday. I don't even think about that anymore on new year's eve i was born at 10 something at night on new year's eve um my dad went to a party (laughs) (laughs) my dad went to a party but he was pulling for pulling for me because i I ended up being a tax deduction for 72 so he's happy did he win the the pool (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) the betting pool but yeah he he went and, and partied so it was pretty funny but yeah so we've got got my birthday coming up I got all this week off which is really cool which has been it's fantastic nice since
0: that. I'm kind of hobbling around here a bit I can't can't really do a whole lot yeah well and actually my normal chores I
1: mean the way the holidays fell this year bird visiting I end up getting like 10 days off which is really cool it's great so
0: some people don't like being around their spouses that long but I've been enjoying it
1: you, you're you do pretty good putting up with me while I'm around <laughs> So.
0: Well, we've been looking at Instagram a lot and there's a lot of fun Christmas and holiday posti- posting and people getting, you know, people getting watches for Christmas, which oh, is really yeah. fun.
1: That's It's always a fun time of year on Instagram. And if you guys have been following us, there was the here, drum roll. Oh, we sad. actually released pictures of ourselves oh, so you gosh. guys know what Our we faces. look like now. Um, we've been kind of anonymous since we started the podcast and still haven't mentioned our, our names, but you guys at least can now put uh, put some faces to the voices. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go check out the Instagram feed. We posted some pictures on the feed and then I've been doing just some fun photos on the on the storyline. So definitely go check that out. Uh, is that it? Are we ready yeah. to yeah, we just, really, I mean we don't really even have we have some I kind have of a few loose notes, topics
0: but we it's should... just been fun looking at Instagram, seeing the, the gifts that people are getting. We had one person today who just got... Is it—is that his first automatic? the um, Is it Feruda?
1: Brett Furuta. So shout out I to him. I don't Brett know, he, um, but he tagged us in his, his wife, gave him an Invicta. What is it? The Pro Diver, I think? Grand or Diver. Grand Diver. They're cool. I mean, come on. I ha- for, yeah, I have the one money, of those Grand Divers. It's so hard to beat. It's a 200 meter or 300 meter, isn't it? Yeah. It's a 300 meter... Mechanical diver, good looking watch. It probably just can't the
0: Seiko NH35 movement.
1: Yep, whatever you think about Invicta, they're you can't beat it for the price. I mean, they're really, really. Yeah, cool I, watches.
0: I have no hesitation swimming in mine. None. No, not at all. They're they're fantastic, and there's so many different colors and styles to choose from that there's something for everybody. There really is, and it's such a great yep. start for a collector.
1: Totally. Yeah, if you want to get into mechanical watches, you know it's Seiko five and Invicta to me oh, are the yeah. two. We're going to talk about another somewhat affordable mechanical today, and but before we get to that, we should probably do wrist checks. Sure. So I'm going to. You want to save yours for a second? Yours is a I little s- bit more. Yeah,
0: we could. Uh,
1: okay, so I am wearing an early birthday gift from Perpetual Girl, mm-hmm. um, picked up from our local our local Seiko dealer is now selling Citizen.
0: I did this before I had surgery.
1: Yeah, because you weren't sure how you'd be feeling and if you'd be able to get out and get me a Christmas present. So this is uh, the Citizen EcoDrive Nighthawk, and it's referenced CA-0295-58E. Don't worry, I'll put that on the show notes. But it is like the full-on, all blacked-out chronograph Nighthawk.
0: Black band. Is that ceramic? 42 or that
1: millimeters steel? steel. Super cool. Um I don't have, you know, kind of like the all black is, a a trend these days. Omega's got, um, you know, one of the Speedmasters. it's like the <clears throat> full blacked out version. So I didn't have anything like this in the collection. So it was a fun one to add, not real easy to see in low light, but if you're in full light, it's easy to see and got some nice, some nice highlights. Um, the layout is Volju 7750, basically, even though it's not a mechanical movement um you have your i think the running the running seconds at, the running seconds are at six and then you have a 60 minute counter at 12 you got a one-fifth main chronograph seconds hand and then you have a 12 24 hour indicator over at nine so really cool watch uh i love eco drive you know you don't have to mess with it give it a little sun or some day mm-hmm. some light in the house every once in a while and you know i keep it in a glass top watch box and keeps it topped up up, topped up enough excuse me uh that i don't ever have to worry about just runs and runs and Mm -hmm. you know seiko's got their own solar that's a solar this is a citizen Citizen solar
0: yeah i saw uh, that and i thought that's something really unique like you don't have a lot of that in your collection and I think yeah. sometimes we get caught up and we buy kind of the same things over and over, whether it's clothes or shoes or pants or whatever. So I thought something totally different. It looks more, it looks really sporty and it's actually a little more formal as a more dressy watch. I mean, it's sporty, yeah. but it's, you could totally wear that to work with a nice, oh, you yeah. know, nice full plaid on. shirt. And
1: and it's all, I mean, it's all black. The, the bracelet, yeah, steel it's, bracelet it's is black PVD, The whole thing is black. The dial, everything full on black.
0: I mean, I love my all-white ceramic band watches. So when I saw that, I thought that's kind of a neat idea. Well, and... And the price was right.
1: You know, as we collect more, you get into this hobby and you really... Something that drew us into it was the mechanics of a mechanical movement, right? And you tend to stop looking at quartz and thinking about quartz, but you never should stop. I mean, this is a perfect example of such a cool watch that I could wear anytime. Mm
0: -hmm. It's a quartz, but it's got that long... What is it like a ten year life yeah, on that no battery? Yeah, there's no battery.
1: It's water resistant to 200 meters, so you can do anything in it. Just a cool watch, and it's you know MSRP I think is well MSRP is 495. But yeah, I did not pay that. If you look at their website, it's 396. Um,
0: that's a little, maybe a little more than what I pay, but that's my local yeah. jeweler, and they yeah they like us there. Yeah, so they, they take good care of yeah. us there.
1: So yeah, I mean. It's really cool. It's super cool. I, I love it. I'm really happy with it. It's and very manly. It's a great, uh, a great birthday gift. So, all right, well, should we move on to what you are wearing?
0: What I'm wearing is what I'm wearing is our. It's basically our gift for ourselves for the both of us. Yep. And I was recovering from surgery. I think it might have been the day after.
1: There, there's the a next. story behind I can't this remember. that we we'll tell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, there's not too much to the story, but. So I was recovering from my surgery and took a nap, and you had to go out and do some errands. And uh, you came home and put something on my lap and opened the box, and it was a Rolex Submariner, black with the black bezel. So you managed to find a Submariner for us for Christmas, which was, I didn't know you were doing it. (laughs) It just showed up here. So I was a little, at first I was like, Um, what happened to our rule where if you spend over a (laughs) hundred dollars, you're supposed to tell me first or discuss it and you didn't, but here it is. And it's, it's actually, um, we've both been wearing it because you can adjust the buckle on the fly. It's
1: got the glide lock. It's got
0: the glide lock in the in the class so tons of adjustment so we adjusted it such that the largest setting fits you and then for me almost the smallest Mm -hmm. i can actually it actually gets a little tight for me so but this loom lasts all night so i've been using it i've been wearing it at night and taking my meds after my surgery and it's been the ultimate tool watch so it's actually helping me well i know that's no excuse but
1: (laughs) (laughs) and do do you remember the reference number
0: uh it one one i'm sorry go ahead you're one, better
1: one one four zero six zero so this is the no date submariner uh which i preferred anyway and i was not shopping for submariner i, I mm-hmm. went to go uh pick up um my boulevard oceanographer the 2018 ratio that i had ordered from our um our local jeweler Devons and roseville awesome guys um and they're, you know, our, the, the guys that we work with, the manager and the assistant manager, uh, Matt and Randy, are, um, they're watch people. They love watches. They follow us on on Instagram. Just really good guys. And we got to know Randy because he's really into Disney and mm-hmm. we were really into Disney. We end
0: up talking so much. It's like, gosh, we got to not keep you from your customers.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it, we end up just coming in there and well, we just drop by and we spend like an hour just chit chatting, shooting the breeze. Nice it's guy. A lot of fun. Yeah um and so i was going i wanted to pick up my bulova and uh just through a set of circumstances they had a submariner no date and these days you know when you go into an authorized dealer and they have any stainless steel sport models if you can swing it you, you say yes i'll take it so mm-hmm. that's that's what i did but love those guys thank you to to devon's jewelers they're just just amazing so if you're they have a lot of stores in the sacramento mm-hmm. area um, and down down Central Valley, like Stockton and Clovis, yeah,
0: not too far from here um, and they have inventory in their cases they do from yeah.
1: time to time. it just depends they you know it's as a Rolex a d you never know what you're going to get stuff just shows up and, and that's the truth they don 't know they don't know it's it's i a lot
0: don't. of people are kind of really attacking the a d s right now they're angry at them, and it's like they're it's not their fault. they're basically getting what Rolex gives them, so you yep. can't really fault you can't take it out on your your local ad?
1: No, i mean, they're they're doing the best they can to satisfy as many of their customers as they can with the paltry inventory that they're receiving from Rolex. So, as we like to say, Rolex, it's the brand we love to hate or hate to love because we, <laughs> we love the watches, but we it drives us crazy how hard yeah. they are. To and they do that, don't so. work for
0: Rolex, so that's you know people forget that it's like they're they're an independent you know they're a business. Yeah, they, have they to don't buy the watches. And, yeah, they buy you know. all kinds of things.
1: Yeah. So, so anyway, we've got this. So I, I came home so with two watch. watches that day, yeah. which was, yeah, it was so this uh, Christmas.
0: We're eating ramen.
1: <laughs> yeah. This was, uh, we spent a lot more of this Christmas than we'd originally intended. But, uh, and no, we haven't sold the two tone yet. We go ahead. <laughs> I, know. I
0: just, I'm so in love with it. And we'll pack it all up and put it away. And then I'm like, Can we wear it? Can you take it out and size it for me again. It and then I'll wear much. it and, it's, a just, it's tough because it's the old style. It's got the narrower lugs. Yeah, it's the non-maxi um, case, and there's a big fits, difference. It fits really well.
1: It wears small, quite a bit smaller than that yes. same forty millimeter Submariner that you have. Totally already.
0: different. Yeah, I I like both, but the other one is, but the other one's just so blingy that it I'm a little uncomfortable in in some situations wearing it. I'm Whether I'm it nervous safety, when you go out by yourself. I'm worried about you know, you know someone trying to mug me, or um, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't want to give off the wrong impression because I'm a down-to-earth person. I don't want someone to think I'm a jerk. No one right. thinks you're a jerk. No, I know. <laughs> but I care about that. <laughs> so anyway, we
1: still have we still have the two-tone, uh, the 16613, and now we've added the 114060 to the collection. We are going to be selling some watches, though. I know Mike and Kaz have talked a lot about this. They talked about it on their last couple shows, and... Uh, I think Kaz actually finally posted some that he was going to sell and man, a couple of them bum me out, but I, I get why he's doing it. he's just trying to,
0: if you don't wear them, if you don't and, wear them, and you know, I go through phases, I know so. he really
1: wants the, he totally wants that. The first Pierce Brosnan bond, um, the court Seamaster Oh, really wants one of those. So I think part of his plan is to, you know, reduce the current inventory and save up and, mm-hmm. and look for, one. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him get one. That'd be so cool. Um, and speaking speaking of Mike and Kaz, uh, our, our I guess our sister podcast, that's what that's what I love Kaz that. calls us. But uh just great guys and um, we're super appreciative of their help and they're always giving us call outs on their podcast and we want to do the same. So definitely go in and and uh, listen to their podcast if you haven't yet. Um FYI it is it is not a PG It's a grown up show. It's show. more of a yeah, yeah it's a grown up language Although, show.
0: Well didn't but... you say that it's not as you know, Kaz
1: is. He's cleaned it up. I got to give him that. He is definitely. There's not as much. I mean, there's still adult language, but it's not like it was in like the first. Yeah, you know, the, their first year. Some people really have
0: trouble with that.
1: Yeah, some people do, and it, so he's cleaned up. And they they actually did an episode where the whole point behind the episode was they weren't going to swear. And I think they made it. They they might have said one like kind of halfway swear word the whole time, but it, it was pretty <laughs> impressive. So um yeah so anyway maybe maybe look forward to some fun stuff with the two podcasts in the in the future here so yeah
0: but uh we're always talking about those guys stuff. yeah and,
1: and um yeah so anyway
0: uh and they're just so did, funny
1: they're funny and they're it just great funny. guys yeah. just really good guys and you know they're doing it because they they love watches you know i mean and they they're younger than us they want to make a career out of it definitely go and help them out they have a patreon page Go check out their Patreon page. Even if you can just help out a little bit a month, there, uh, you know, all of it goes towards producing Production, the show and, yeah. yeah so, uh, really good guys. So all we, nice. do you want to kind of dive into a couple of these topics? Th- this, these are yours. So
0: no, it's just something I was just been thinking the last week or so that um, a couple topics I want to talk about, and one is sustainability, and I'm not, I'm not a tree hugging. I might be kind of a, an old hippie, but I'm not a tree hugger, so to speak. I mean, no. but I am, you know, a big animal advocate and I love the environment. So sustainability is something, you know, recycling and all these things that we can do that are easy, like low hanging fruit. And over the last year, like a few months, I'm just noticing that things like, um, so is it bad if I actually say a watch brand name and, and criticize? Not at all. Are you sure? Okay, well.
1: We're not here to make friends with the manufacturers. Okay, well,
0: this brand I do love. Love, love, love. And they make great watches. I don't love
1: them. Uh, but, hey, well, I do. Them.
0: And I wore them when I was in college and younger. And um, it's uh, our, our, our very well-loved swatch brand. The, the iconic. Wonderful.
1: You do have to give it. They, they kind of helped resurrect the... The watch industry, yeah. To an well, extent, and they right. they
0: have their parent company over so many wonderful brands, and yep. and I love that. Um, there's one little eensy thing that I've been thinking about lately, though, is this System Fifty One mechanical they're making. Mm-hmm. And when I first found out about it, I was like, oh, I have to have this. It's different. It's mechanical, expensive, it's inexpensive, and it's, inexpensive yeah. and it's got fifty one moving parts. And there's a whole diagram, and you can look at it, and held and
1: that, together by one screw, yeah. everything. And... I'm
0: like, sweet. And then I found out that. When you said, "Well, you know, it can't be maintained, right?" I'm like, "What do you mean? You can't maintain. There's there's no no maintenance. So, so what is the lifetime on a watch like that? Then,
1: you know, I I don't know. Since it's so
0: new, what are the trials? I can't
1: say. Some of my watch buddies have bought them, and within a year, they've pooped out. They're not working anymore. And then
0: some have not. So, and some are still going.
1: Right, but the the thing is. For at least for us, a mechanical watch. Part of a mechanical watch, as you say, is the sustainability, right? The it's, fact that well,
0: it's the legacy of it.
1: Yeah, and that that device, that mechanical movement, is going to continue to tick away for it could be hundreds of years. And it's, right, you know, it might get little parts replaced here and there, but it's serviced as long as you take care of it. It'll last and last and They're last. They're
0: time capsules, no matter yeah. when it's made—the '70s, the '80s, now. An Invicta diver, an NH35 movement. It's a, it's a, it's a time capsule. Yep. And if you take care of it, it's not going to go anywhere. You can give it to people, and it'll be there a long time after we're gone. Pretty totally. much. So when, so when this breaks, does it go in the landfill? The system fifty one. Well, or do I you mean, put a new movement? I'm not going to say or? it goes right
1: in the landfill, but it goes in the garbage, and there's probably it's probably got. Plastic, or is it recycled? Because a lot of it's plastic, or? so there might be some recyclable parts, but. I mean the bottom line is it's not we should probably what you think of dig. as your traditional yeah, mechanical it's yeah. when it breaks it's kind of like a, a cheap quartz movement if you go to get your a quartz watch fixed that you really like and you know 9 times out of 10 they're going to drop a new movement in it it's not mm-hmm. worth the time and effort So to, maybe that's to an option
0: it. and we should probably do a little digging behind the scenes and find out what happens to them because I know it's a brand new watch So that might be for our next episode we'll go in and do because I just brought this up for fun today. I haven't really done a well, lot of research. Well, it's come up in conversation a couple of times yeah.
1: with our friends in the last few weeks.
0: So part of what kind of I think is funny is the millennials love these System Fifty Ones, and I thought the millennials were a generation interested in lowering greenhouse emissions and landfills and and you know. Uh, I don't think we keeping know things what they, sustainable because now if you've got in, these disposable watches that are getting here every day with all your Amazon orders that people are doing daily and there's your carbon footprint of your cars going every single day instead of going shopping once a month, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, so
0: is that, is that kind of a dichotomy in interests where it's okay to be green, but then you just go ahead and buy disposable stuff. I mean, everything's disposable.
1: We all shop on Amazon. A lot of it comes from. The Far East—it's not very well made anymore. Not to say that there aren't good things that come out of the Far East, because we know there are. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of garbage. Well, let's I... face it, junk That's stuff that's not designed to last. It's cheap, and you buy it over and over oh, again no. when it breaks.
0: Well, and I drink out of mason jars still, so those aren't those could we... be. <laughs> you can buy mason jars that okay, are hundred years old. <laughs> if
1: you're one of our millennial <laughs> listeners, let us know. You're like what's what a mason jar? <laughs> let us know what you believe in. Do you believe in sustainability? Are you okay with the massive carbon footprint that Amazon's creating? And do you and all know the what a mason products? jar is? <laughs> and and do you know what a mason jar is? If you know what a mason jar is, you're, you're, you're on the way to one greatness. Ahead. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, my feeling is, if you want to get an affordable mechanical, you look at Seiko Five.
0: Well, the System 51 is like 250 bucks and the Seiko 5 is not. And you can get a Seiko 5 yeah. for under 100. You can, you get, can get an Invicta with a Seiko
1: movement for under 100. Why would you go and buy a disposable mechanical watch? It just it just doesn't make sense to me. I I don't get it. just doesn't register in my brain. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's
0: interesting innovation though. And maybe someday they'll do one that's mechan- like yeah. all metal parts and it can be maintained, but
1: well, and that was the whole thing behind it, right? It's, it's super cheap to produce. It's 100% machine produced. There's not a human hand that touches this thing when it gets built. I mean, the entire watch, it's, you know, the movement gets built by machines. It gets dropped into the case by machines. Whatever the testing they do is by machines. It's a 100% machine-made watch. So Robots? Yeah. I mean, from that perspective, the technical innovation is amazing. I'll give them, I mean, it is pretty incredible, right? And we all know Rolex watches aren't Hundred percent handmade. There are stages that require human hands, but they've incorporated a lot of innovation into their production line, right? And there is some some mechanical innovation in there, but a hundred percent machine made. That's pretty amazing, right? So from a, an achievement perspective, I think it's cool, but I think it's I don't like it from a sustainability perspective, and it doesn't to me. It doesn't say. It doesn't represent what I think of as a mechanical right, watch. Right, the spirit it's of the It's not an watch. heirloom. You're not going to pass yeah. a System 51 down to generations of of family members. It's just not going to happen, you know. I don't know. It's an interesting topic. Would love to hear what you guys think about it. We don't own one. I know Mike. Mike Panitonti owns one from Two Broke Watch Snobs. So he's talked a little bit about it. I don't I don't really know what his thoughts are. It would be interesting to hear. But... And
0: I'm assuming it's got a rotor. Yeah, they're automatics.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd be interested to hear what you all what you all think if you own one. I know one of our a couple of our local Red Bar members own them, and you know it's interesting to hear their thoughts. But would love to hear what you guys think, especially you guys that own them. Why did you buy it? How do you feel about it? You care? You might you may not care, and that's fine too. We're all different, right? You may just not care, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting topic. I
0: especially since a recent gift you gave me was um uh, a pocket oh, yeah. a small pocket watch from an estate sale so it was really affordable and it's actually a 1906 Longine field like a world war ii it's trench like watch yeah. it's like a trench watch and it's yeah. tiny i mean i think it may be it's not even 30 millimeters case it's a really small thing but it's it's a beautiful beautiful and it's gold it's 18 karat gold and it was totally yeah. affordable Double just Hunter case. Double Hunter, just a little bit more than a System 51. And it was made in 1906.
1: And it's still cranking on so the original movement. it's over 100 movement.
0: years old, 112 years old, 113 years old. So I guess I just sort of see watches that way. And everyone has their own view. It's, it means everything to, you know, different things to everybody. I get it.
1: I My gut just tells me that most people that are so into watches that they're listening to a couple dorks talk about it on a podcast that they care about mechanical watches and... And the story and the longevity and I bet you most of our listeners care about that. You know, I could be wrong, but I, my guess is they do, because um, that's what a mechanical watch is all about. Why do we wear them otherwise? You don't have to wear a watch anymore. Why are we wearing these you don't things? Have because to. we love them, right? And and we're enamored by how they work and how long they last. And,
0: and we don't always want to have a phone right in our face, right? And we, we've, we've talked, talked about, about
1: that a lot, but. Yeah, so anyway, let us know what you think. It is it is an interesting topic, and I'd love to hear from you guys. So let us know um, on the website, in the comments, or on Instagram. Totally be interested to hear.
0: And on that note, more so, about sustainability. Yeah. This loom, is, loom, yeah. This loom thing is just a side note. Well, just when a watch has great loom, I can wear a watch all night. I can look over without my glasses, and I don't have great vision. I can see what time it is. And before I had watches with decent loom... I had this crazy little alarm clock that we bought when we were newlyweds. I think it was from Rite Aid or something. When and it projected, and it projected, on the, ceiling. projected the time on the ceiling. And it, and it would, I got it pre the, the adjustment to daylight savings when the government changed our daylight savings date. So then every time it changed, I had to go in and really fuss with the time zones to make it. It well, would t- it would literally take me twenty minutes. It was atomic, Tw- but it didn't yeah. work. We can't no, we don't no, get no. an atomic signal. So it here. take me twenty minutes, like twice a year, to adjust this thing so I could know the time in the middle of the night. And since I've gotten these, you know, great watches like Seiko's with Loom, and Rolexes, too. And, and I, I don't own. have to. I we ditched that when it finally broke. I'm not. I yep. didn't replace it. So I'm not using electric. You know, alarm no electricity. Clocks. Yeah. So we're saving, <laughs> we're, we're, we're saving we're, the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Our carbon footprint is smaller. Totally. So, and then my one other thing moving on off of that topic. Oh, we're done with loom. Okay. Yeah, we're done with loom. <laughs> you said, I, we said it was random. Yeah. Hey,
1: it's all you. So,
0: um, on a note with vintage watches, and I know I see a lot of vintage watches on Instagram and fantastic, you know, collections. And one thing that, and I know people have mentioned it on other podcasts is your, your maintenance costs. So you go on eBay and you find a watch and it's like, wow, this watch is 150 bucks. That's a great deal. And it's like, has it been serviced serviced first? Yeah. If it hasn't, if it's a basic three hand watch, it's probably going to be affordable to service. But you know, most of ours are, you know, about a hundred bucks at our local.
1: You add anywhere from 150 to $300 for a full correct. service, depending on the watch yeah, the movement. How bad it is.
0: My Bellmatic went in. I got a fantastic deal on it because those things are going for... When I got like when I got the blue now. one, I think I paid 125 I won the bid yeah. at 125 bucks. And that was like a year ago. Hundred. Now they are several hundred, but I just took it in to get serviced because it wasn't broken, but I didn't want to use it until I knew it was tip top. And I think it was... Was it 275
1: Your notes say 225, $225, but it, it call $250. Yeah. It, was, it was up there because it's a... It's not a typical Seiko 35 movement, right? It's an older alarm movement, so it's got more moving parts, takes longer, the parts might be hard to find, so It's got
0: day date.
1: Yeah, it's got a day date, so it's So yeah, you if and we haven't really focused too much on vintage. I know Mike and Kaz have talked a lot about it. It's just one thing to keep in mind, and it can be a good way to get into the hobby if you have someone that knows about watches and can help you look for something and pick something out, right? Mm-hmm. you really got to understand what you're looking at. Uh, not not just for the, the fact that it could be faked or it could be a Franken watch or whatever, but you could be in store for some hefty service fees that you're not budgeting for. So the point is, at least I think your point was, make sure you add, you budget for that. You add that, you know, to be safe, add a couple hundred right. or 250 bucks to whatever you pay for that watch. Because it may need servicing now or in a year, but that's what it's going to cost you. So they, I, I think yeah. that's a great point to bring up. And we, we've had
0: that watch a long time. and We just have been dragging our feet bringing it in because I was a little nervous about well, it. Well, and the other one that
1: we brought in at the same time was the 1971 Bolivar Oceanographer.
0: Well, that was cheaper.
1: That was a little less expensive because it didn't have the extra mechanical parts for right. a, a it didn't alarm. didn't have the alarm. But, you know, it was still a couple hundred bucks. And that one was broken. That had some issues with the movement. Uh, and it was still less expensive. So it, it totally depends on the watch and how easy parts are to come by. Especially if you get into something where the watchmaker actually has to manufacture parts, like oh, machine yeah. parts. Wow. That's going to get really pricey. So, you know, just a word of caution. We're not saying don't buy vintage watches, but make sure you're budgeting for that. Uh, Cause it can, it can bite you if you're not prepared to. And, and then the watch just sits in a drawer and, all that excitement, it get, yeah, it doesn't get love is gone. Love. So, yeah, yeah, good point. I like that one, mm-hmm.
0: but I cannot wait to get it back because it's it's such a unique unique watch.
1: It's awesome. I love it. I, we I did a video of it uh, on the website and then on, on our YouTube channel. Go check us out on YouTube. Just search Love and Watches. Uh, you'll find us. Subscribe to the to the uh, channel. We're gonna be doing some fun stuff over YouTube in the next few months. Twenty nineteen is gonna be a really exciting year for us in terms of growth and what we have planned. So definitely. <clears throat> <laughs> Excuse me. He's Go having check trouble. Out the YouTube He's having channel. trouble.
0: All right. So, I think that's that's pretty much what I have. I had some dorky notes here like how to, you know, make sure you don't forget about your watches if you have a if you have more than a several. Do you wear them like what do you guys do? Do you do you wear them all on a certain day or do you just wear them based on an outfit? Like I personally back when I was working I was considered a Microsoft Excel super user. (laughs) I still consider you a super user because I'm terrible at it. I love Excel. Um, So I'm thinking like you could even go so far as make a spreadsheet, put all your watches in it and rotate them out with a calendar and, and wear that watch that day and, you know, make it really fun. Some of Boy, us that have sounds some, like a lot of uh, work, no, not really. You just type <laughs> it all in and then sort it, and there you go.
1: We have a spreadsheet of all our watches, yeah. but I just did it to keep track of purchasing. And
0: yeah, you, you can know, make it fun though, and, and do you know, actually go through. And, I mean, some people have a lot of watches, so you know, rotate them. And
1: some people, meaning us, we have way too people, many watches.
0: Well, we've been collecting a long time, and most of them are really, really affordable. Yeah, the majority are very. We've been branching out, especially 2018 was kind
1: of our year for some more expensive pieces and stuff. But yeah, for the most part, they're affordable. Yeah,
0: but that would be kind of funny to see. I I don't know how people decide what they're going to wear.
1: How do you decide?
0: Usually what I'm wearing or what I'm doing. Like if it's summer, I wear more of the white watches. And if I'm swimming, I make sure I wear like a dive watch or something that's definitely waterproof.
1: interesting to hear you say that because I know that there's always talk around, you know, what's a good... Christmas watch or a good summer watch or a good winter watch and bracelets in the summer versus the winter and like all these different things. I honestly just look at the watch box every day and I'm like, it looks mm, like what a do cool one like? to yep. wear today. I, I mean that I just too. don't I just don't think about it like what makes what's a good winter watch. I just wear whatever I like and that's in the box and that speaks to me that day.
0: I don't wear a lot of leather bands because I, I get wet, you know, if I'm with the birds. And doing yeah. farmy things. Plus,
1: leather bands are tough because they're still not made for small wrists. There's no. usually not enough holes and the tail's too long, so it hangs out. Yeah, and but I have a good hole punch. Unkept.
0: Like, I just got the Seals Model C this week. That's a notable I mean, mention.
1: Yes, for sure. And
0: it's, you know, when you look at that that Model C field watch, it's a huge watch, but it looks really good it's on. It's not huge,
1: but it's big. It's big. Yeah, it's big.
0: It's pretty big. You wouldn't think of it as a ladies' watch, but with the band, the leather band it comes with, It's a nice, thick leather band, so it balances the size of the case and looks really good. But I did have to punch a hole in it with my horsey hole punch. So I might even have to punch another. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because as the leather is stretching, it's a beautiful, soft leather. And
1: you got a few different bands with that watch. It's a nice, it's a very cool watch. is. We'll be doing a review on that one. Yeah, I found
0: myself just holding it this week, just looking at it in my hands. You know, the case is, it's really thick and heavy and it's beautiful.
1: So are you going to, you're going to review that one? I should. You should. You should.
0: I know there's already reviews out there, but I will do it as a lady.
1: Yeah. There were some, you know, during the pre-order phase and stuff, but you might as well, you know, that's the whole point is let's, let's get the female perspective. Mm -hmm. It's a larger watch, but you fell in love with it when you first saw
0: a prototype. I did. There's just something about the shape. Yeah. And I think it really could fit a lot of different wrists.
1: And the wire lugs make it look a little smaller. There's not a lot of bulk on the top or the bottom because they're simulated wire lugs. So I think it's a neat design. Mike does good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. I like his stuff. Yeah, I'm really happy with it.
1: So I like this last note that you have. Do we fight over watches? That's hilarious. <laughs> Is that from the sub? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I must. I must have written that when I was recovering from surgery.
1: We do have some... <laughs> watches that we share pretty often
0: lately the, we have
1: especially I mean this one we've had it for a little over a week and we we do like okay can I wear it now uh-huh can I wear it? I've been pretty good you've been pretty good I have too but, but and the glide lock makes you it harder it
0: asking me the, I've been demanding
1: the, the, the glide lock <laughs> it's like so you know I don't have to go mess with links exactly. or anything it's just like okay here you go it's really easy to pass back and forth I wouldn't say we fight over it but we've both been Obviously, it's a brand-new Submariner, so we've both been jonesing over wanting to wear it. Um, but I've also really been enjoying the new Bulova. This was a good Christmas. We had we kind of, and the Citizen, you know, we've got a few new pieces. You're, you got your seals. So, you know, we're spoiled for choice. It's not like we don't have a lot to wear, but, you know, when you get a new watch, you want to wear it. And that one, the funny thing is, like I said, I wasn't shopping for that thing. I wasn't shopping for a Rolex period. I was just going to pick up the Bulova. But in the last month, <clears throat> excuse me, in the last month or so, I have been doing some online research on Submariner homages. Mm-hmm. right? So Geno and Steinhardt and mm-hmm. Invicta, and uh, there, there's several out black there on black. You mean that are designed to look like a, a, a sub, either date or no date. Most of them have date. They're all a little bit bigger, usually like 42 millimeter but you know i've got all my seiko divers but i didn't i don't really have anything that's just that looks like the sub and that's the classic diver look
0: well and that was right? the first watches i bought were my invicta clones
1: yeah yeah your homages so
0: like my two-tone donald duck
1: it's an it's an amazing watch. you got to do the bezel okay. hold it up to the mic It is an amazing. I have never felt a bezel like this. And even over our the two-tone. I mean the two-tone's the older style, the bezels, okay. This is amazing. And I guess they I read a little bit about it. They have four springs in there instead of one. But it just it feels like you're just clicking over a bunch of ball bearings Mm -hmm. all lined up under there. It's it's pretty special. It's easy to turn, but it's positive clicks in each one no back it really is amazing and it's just such a beautiful watch well and
0: in the defense of my other divers i do have one particular invicta grand diver that has a bezel that's close see that's i I mean it's close god it's it's so hard to argue against invicta right i mean i know no honestly that it's the one that's got the abalone dial with the diamond it was like a special edition yeah Yeah. it's a all stainless band it's got the blue bezel blue face So I know it's a completely different world of price, but it's actually not a bad bezel.
1: So that just goes to show you. Those are
0: minor, minor minutiae things that, you know.
1: Watch geeks go, we all go crazy for it, right? I mean, I click that bezel and it's just heaven. (laughs) Most people aren't going to care, but I love it. It's really cool. Like for
0: me, it's not really a a thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's amazing. Uh, All right, well. So, the answer to your question on our notes is I don't think we fight over watches, but we do. Well, and
0: watches that have bands instead of bracelets, it's easy to share. Way
1: easier because yeah. I'm not having to do, you know, bracelet adjustments. And...
0: You put that NATO, that Bond NATO on the Explorer this week. Oh, yeah. It looks horrible on me.
1: But I, it's great on me. And I can't yeah, believe and that that's 36, my little millimeter, 36
0: millimeter watch. That thing works on my seven and a half inch wrist. I was shocked. Yeah, that was neat.
1: Totally shocked. So, so. When Perpetual Girl was wearing the, the uh, Submariner the first couple days that we got it, I was looking at her Explorer 1 that we bought a few months ago. I got her a few months ago, and it's a 36 millimeter.
0: It's pretty old. Yeah. It ni- doesn't glow in the dark 1997 anymore. 1997
1: tritium yeah. dial. There's no glow left, but just a neat watch. You know, that, that 369 uh, Arabic numerals, and this is a really cool, iconic Rolex, and I never even thought about trying it because... It's tiny. I've tried on like 38 millimeter watches that just didn't look right. They just felt small, and I, I saw it sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna pop that bracelet off, throw a, a Bond NATO on there, and see how it looks. And it looked great. It's
0: it looks so really good on you. Cool. Yeah.
1: And that actually kind of leads me into talking about oh the the brown
0: anyway. the brown leather band looks great on it with you too.
1: I haven't tried it yet. Beautiful. I should that try thick, it. Thick, thick. Detroit Watch little, Company like a thicker a bit, one yeah less it's beautiful yeah.
0: it ends up looking like that Tudor Black Bay kind of look but I was so excited because for
1: me that was just your Rolex I wasn't gonna wear it and now I'm like totally stoked to be able to yeah, wear now it now I'm like so great fun.
0: great he's gonna take my watch <laughs>
1: hey if you're gonna wear the sub <laughs> I should be able to wear the Explorer right <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's amazing and I'm actually gonna do all right so some of the things we've got coming up I wanted to talk about some upcoming things so um PG, you're going to uh, probably do a, a review on the seals. Are you going to do a written or a video?
0: You know, I'm not sure yet. I'm thinking okay. a video because I have a really tough time writing the reviews.
1: You know, the video reviews are fun. Um, I'd like to to hear from you guys if you prefer to read through a, you know, kind of a longer written review or if you like to just pop onto YouTube because I know that's, for a lot of people, it's quick and easy. You listen, <clears throat> you know, and and you're good to go. So I've been doing a lot of the video reviews so you guys will see a review from pg either video or written um, on the seals model c i am just finishing up a written review on the 2018 Bulova oceanographer reissue that you're going to see on wristwatch review in the in the next couple weeks i will also do a video review for love and watches oh what else do we have okay the other thing i was talking about size of watches uh i'm going to be doing a video that compares a bunch of different watches and really the whole idea behind it is don't just buy or reject a watch based on the all-important diameter measurement because that's usually the measurement that we all get and we either decide in our head that's going to work on my wrist or it's too big it won't and unfortunately i think a lot of us are missing out on some really cool pieces uh that we otherwise, if we had tried on, which the, in these these days, it's it's hard, especially a micro brand. You, know, you can't really try that on. But
0: Yeah, you can't tell by a photo.
1: You can't tell by a photo, and you can't tell by just the diameter. And you can't even tell just by the thickness. There's so many other factors. So I've been kind of scripting this in my head, and I've got a few different watches I'm going to use for the video. But it should be really fun. And I think it's going to be kind of eye-opening for a lot of you guys, especially with my wrist being 7.5. And, and actually... Comparing a 36 millimeter Explorer to, you know, a 40 millimeter Boulevard oceanographer, it was, it was eye opening for me. So I am really excited about that video. So that's going to be happening in the next, I'll probably work on it this week. So it might even come out later this week.
0: Yeah. You're um, off for a while.
1: Yeah. I've got time. So I can actually get a lot done for, mm-hmm. for love watches, so. well,
0: and watches. Um, well, and vintage versus modern, like the, the 36 millimeter Explorer one that we have, that's 20 to 23 years old versus my 34 millimeter yep. oyster oyster the 34 millimeter actually looks bigger it does because it's got thicker it's got a thicker well, it, uh, oh yeah, it's a 34 Gosh, that's it's real. a 34 and the actual band where it meets the lugs is thicker um it's really interesting to compare the two the, the explorer actually looks more dainty
1: well and i mentioned it in the wrist check that one that newer Maxi Case Submariner wears quite a bit bigger on your wrist than the same forty millimeter size two tone yeah. Submariner, and it
0: weighs a lot more.
1: It does, which is odd because the Submariner, although it's like the bracelet; those aren't solid gold links; they're gold plated on the bracelet, so that it doesn't add that much weight to to the watch overall.
0: The Sub has actually oh, the Sub's not solid. No center links.
1: Uh, no, they're uh, they're hollow. They're those are gold plated, not solid gold. Okay, so that's why bracelet. it's lighter. So. But it's just interesting. It's just differences in like lug width and how the lugs are shaped and thickness. And there's so many things that go into how a watch looks and feels on your wrist. And I'm hoping the video is going to help you guys think a little bit more about watches you may not otherwise buy because Mm -hmm. of a diameter. Regardless of brand. Yeah. Regardless of brand. doesn't matter. Um, So anyway, that's coming out. I'm working on a written review of the, uh, of the Grand Seiko SBGA 3 That's the limited edition that I bought this year. Uh, that'll go up on a wristwatch review. Might do a video review for Love & Watches. Haven't decided yet. Uh, we did do a video unboxing of that watch. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming. The Bull of Oceanographer, like I said, I'm doing right up there. And
0: we've got our Transformer man over here. Who? Oh, be that's the... right. What's he doing over there on my jewelry box? See, we're broadcasting from my craft room, so... Things are starting to migrate in it's only here.
1: that. That's it. It's just that one thing. It's just, let's it's be the, clear. It's, it's just, just that one thing. It's the
0: fight. Keep your stuff out of my space. It's
1: just that one thing. But yeah, so we did buy, we were able to get our hands on the the new G-Shock Transformers uh, collaboration piece. Really fun watch. puppet guy. A lot of you guys yeah. have commented on, uh, on the uh, uh, YouTube video, the unboxing video I did. It's a lot of fun. Um, not it's not going to be worth the money to everybody but for me as an 80s kid playing with transformers i grew up with transformers they were like a huge part of my life so i was willing to fork over i think it was about 400 bucks for this thing mm-hmm. definitely not gonna be worth it for everyone but for me it was totally worth it really fun piece i'm not really wearing it i'm kind of displaying it in the robot it took me like 15 freaking minutes to transform <laughs> that thing i mean my kid Mojo is We totally needed a 12-year-old around here to help yeah, us. Yeah, it was, it was pretty ugly. We don't ugly. have one. I was not going to video that because it just would have been massively embarrassing. Yeah, so.
0: people get really critical at some of the things you do on videos. They do. So. You
1: know, when you put yourself... I mean, We've we got, got people... attacked a few times yeah. on the Grand Seiko video because I, I, I didn't... It was our first Grand Seiko. We didn't know to pull it out by the rice paper because it looked like well, it was tearing. Well, you
0: started to right? you and you're like, it's tearing. It felt like it was tearing. I'm like, you're I'm like, not going to do
1: that. <laughs> so...
0: So everyone thought we were like big gorillas or some yeah, horrible but, things. But, you know, like our
1: website, in our comments policy, it's very clear. You'd be respectful of the writers, whoever, whether it's us or a guest writer. Um, you know, make your comments respectful. Or, you know what? I'm going to trash them. And that's what I'm doing yeah. on the YouTube channel, if too. If you call
0: us a moron, you're going to get deleted.
1: You're going to get deleted. <laughs> that's pretty pretty straight up it's basic happened. stuff, right? That's happened. Because um, I just that <laughs> stuff's so uncalled for and I don't like the... Yeah. the um, social media keyboard wires that are really I strong know. behind their keyboard but anyway whole nother topic so yeah
0: but I mean our our <clears> whole <throat> motto is that we like we like watches period and it, it doesn't matter who you are it, there's a watch for everybody and, and we you know want we want to enjoy it
1: we are not experts on everything no. I'll tell you that right now no. we've told you guys we started this podcast because we just love watches and we talked about we're them all rookies. the time and we're like let's just start sharing this with other people we probably know more than your average Joe out there or someone just getting into collecting. But a lot of our thing is trying to help a lot of you guys that are just getting into this. And we have noticed a lot of our followers, you guys are new to Instagram. You may be new to collecting and we love that. I'd rather have you guys following us than, you know, a lot of the high end collectors and stuff. That's a different world. And for us, it's just about bringing the love of watches to you guys and helping out. And we're not going to get everything right. We, we And if you want to disagree with us in a post, Bye. Awesome. Well learn Let something. me know, and yeah. and some of the posts were really cool. Like, hey, you're supposed to pull it out. I was like, yeah, we, we realized that after. Thanks for letting us know. And I'm not going to delete those, but if they're really nasty and inflammatory comments, uh, they're going to get binned. I, I just don't put up with it. So
0: our fir- our first <laughs> our first reaction though was, this is going to rip. This is not going to. This box is not coming yeah, out. It felt like it was. It gonna was rip. so tight. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe it settled in shipping or something, but. Yeah. Well no, it's our first Nothing got damaged. Sitcom. I mean, we no, tipped it over, and put it out, nothing got damaged. It totally it's like, give fine. us a break. It's not like we buy this every day. I think someone we called called me bought a, one. Big, a big girl,
1: which I actually <laughs> had to laugh at.
0: Something Some... about a whole bunch of thumbs. And I
1: didn't delete that. You could <laughs> you want to call me a big girl? That's fine. It was all in good fun, but
0: <laughs> which is funny because you're you're kind of a lanky dude. Yeah,
1: but if we you know, if we'd picked that up at our dealer, which was Topper, Toppers um Topper Game. Jewelers in Burlingame, awesome guys. Um and Rob got me that piece and you know, if we'd, if we'd gone there to pick it up, they would have showed us, right? It's like, this is our yeah, first Grand Seiko. Not, yeah, I didn't not... know. I'm a Grand Seiko Rube. What can I say? Yeah. But uh, anyway, totally off on a tangent there. But yeah, keep your comments respectful and, and we'll totally engage with you guys because we, we love it when you comment and we, you know, we... And we love new people and... We try to con- to respond to every single comment on Instagram. And it's not always easy. Yeah. Um, but we're we're not at the point where like Mike and Kaz are, where they've got so many followers and so many emails and comments, it's hard for them to keep up. We we still, I can still keep up with it because I do most of it. Sometimes you'll get on Love and Watches account and do yeah, some posting. See, but I
0: think that's where we're having some issues is that I have my own account, you have your own account, and we have the Love and Watches account. And so, I've started
1: ignoring my Ranch Racer account. I'm focused. on And I 100% have a lot of on followers
0: Love Watch's. on mine, so I I'm reluctant to delete mine. Yeah, you should. but I'm, I'm trying not to encourage. Mine. I'm encouraging people to go over and also follow love and watches too. Cause I'm trying to go over, you know, with everything going on with me, I just don't have the time to sit and do all that all day long.
1: Yeah. And, and the thing is I look at our followers and it's at, at least in the love and Watches side. you know, we're not growing super fast. We've got a little over 500 followers and in the few months we've been Which on Instagram, funny I've
0: got like 1300.
1: Yeah. But I think you're kind of an anomaly. You're a female watch collector and there's not a lot of you out there. So I think you're just going to by it's very nature. You're going to get more followers but if I look at the followers on Instagram for Eleven Watches, it's mostly you guys out there. It's you watch collectors. It's not a bunch of bots and no, it's not you know, um, shops. Yeah, and that. there's a few of them, but it's mostly people it's that are just genuinely interested stuff. in what we're doing, and yep. we love that. So, so that's
0: all I think organic, which is really good.
1: And we're not basing the success or failure of the show on how many Instagram followers we have. It's just not, you know, we're we're, this, we're getting a ton of plays, so we know there's a lot of people listening to the podcast. A which lot is more great. plays than followers lot more plays than followers so we're super happy with that and that's why we did this it's all about the podcast the you know the reviews and the website is kind of secondary to the podcast we're trying to grow that part of it but at the end of the day we're just thrilled to share this with you guys and you know we're, we're super looking forward to 2019 we got a lot of fun new stuff coming and we're going to get more involved in youtube hopefully do some stuff with mike and kaz because we have a lot of common followers and listeners we do um, so yeah we're just we're having a ball and you guys might start seeing the podcast more frequently. We'll see, but we've been talking a lot about that and
0: you know, life gets in the way though. So it's, it um, does.
1: So we might start, you might see it weekly for a while and then we miss a week and who knows. But, uh, a lot of times we're just sitting there on the off week and it's like, let's record. We're bored. Let's go record something. Or
0: if we're feeling good, we have or... a lot of
1: topics and you're going to start to see a lot more guests. We had, um, we had Machek on from red bar sack in the last episode. And, that was a lot of fun. We got a lot of good feedback and we want to do more of that. So we've got a lot of guests lined up that we're talking to. And so 2019 will be probably the year of the guests. It's, it's going to be fun. So really looking forward to that. Uh, we got couture time coming up early in the year. So we'd be going back to that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Really looking forward to 2019.
0: And we might be sneaking off to Las Vegas.
1: We are sneaking quick, quick off trip. to Las Vegas. We haven't it's, said anything it's yet. It's a
0: miracle to get a house sitter for this crazy, funny farm. But it
1: is. And whenever we leave, we have someone here full time. So it's not like we're leaving the animals in the house alone. So it's we feel comfortable Could you leaving. imagine
0: if the geese were in the house alone? It would be like oh my God. they'd be having parties, inviting all their ragers. geese friends.
1: They'd be having total ragers. Yeah. yeah. A lot of goose friends. So yeah, we we are right now. It looks like we're going to be in Vegas in January, later in January um we will let you guys know we'll we'll post it uh because if there are any of you out there in vegas that would like to get together for a little kind of impromptu get watch gtg mm-hmm. we would be all over that i know is it rolex diver is out there i think he doesn't follow us but i i have followed his stuff he's he's a big rolex yeah and i have and...
0: there's one guy that i uh is following me uh las vegas watch guy
1: yeah yeah i saw him out there so if, if any of you are in the in the vicinity of Las Vegas, when we're going to be out there, it would be fun to hook up. So we'll We're going to be we'll at guys, the we'll other end detail. of the Strip.
0: Is it the south end? That we're, we're staying at the Mirage. So
1: yeah. I think it's North End, isn't north it? North End? I think it's North End, yeah. But uh, just across from the Venetian where we stayed last time for Couture, and that was a lot of fun. So i getting together with our, our sales rep from Tourneau, who is yeah. now at the new Omega Breitling. Boutique. Uh, watches of Switzerland yeah. kind of collaboration over in the Wynn. Uh, Beautiful, Christine. We'll see you out there in January. We're really looking forward to that. So yeah, a lot of fun, fun stuff. I'm excited about 2019. It's going to be a good year, I think. Me too.
0: Hopefully, my hip is going to be all healed up, and I can be able to get out and actually sit with my birds. And
1: yep, yep. All right. Well, we should probably start to wrap this up. I think I, I thought we'd only go for 20 or 30 minutes today, and Yeah. We're almost at an hour. So we, we made it. And now it gives me even less time to post process so I can get this up. Like I have to take a shower, (laughs) but I I don't think I'm going to have to edit anything. I don't think there's any bleeps or anything. So I'm just going to get this one posted. No words. Um, quick thing. We want to do an upcoming episode to answer your guys' questions. So. Oh, that'd be fun. Send us your questions over Instagram. You can DM us. You can respond to uh, our posts. Um, Usually best to DM us because then I, I, I'll i be able to kind of mm-hmm. capture all those questions. You can email us at admin at com. Pretty basic. Uh, you can fill out the contact form on the website. But definitely reach out to us and, you know, a- a- anything you want. A- you can ask us about watches. You can ask us about ran- ranch life. <laughs> you can ask us some- anything that you want. It's fair game. I can't guarantee you we'll read it on the air if it's risque. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we will not be answering those, but... Uh, definitely, it is a family show. It's a family show, but definitely get us your questions because we're starting to get some of those. And I thought be, I think it's time to do that. We've we've got enough of you listening and following that. Uh, I think we'd have some real fun with it. So we'll be posting to remind you guys to send in your questions, but definitely get those into us and, and we'll uh, we'll address those in a future episode, probably the next two or three episodes. So that should be fun. Other than that, make sure you're following us on Instagram tag us on instagram this is a big one guys and i know we see a lot of comments on our you know likes and comments but you're not following us well you're doing yourself a disservice because we're (laughs) going to be doing something special for anyone that we regram and we regram anywhere from one to three pictures a week depending on who tags us the quality of the picture um we're going to be doing something fun for everyone that gets regrammed after the first of the year so definitely regram us um i'm sorry not Definitely tag us at loveandwatches.com.
0: Now, do and you mean the the tagging or the hashtag?
1: Both, so I'm either seeing, or.
0: I'm seeing a lot of hashtag. The hashtag People is hashtag-ing. fine.
1: Um, you're going to want to be following us though, because there's also going to be some stuff coming up for those that are following us. So, okay, make sure you follow us. Get it done. Oh, that's
0: right. You said our 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 next fun thing is going to be you need to follow.
1: Yeah, so do it now. I mean, anyone that's already following is already going to be included. So make sure you're following us. Tag us on all your photo watch photos.
0: It makes it easy for us to keep track.
1: Yep. And use the Love & Watches hashtag. We're trying to build that up. So, you know, both is preferable, but either or is fine. Uh, but uh, if you do get regrammed, you're going to get put into a group that is going to be up for something fun uh, probably in January. So definitely tag us. Definitely follow us. Check out the YouTube channel. There's only, I think, six or seven videos up there, but they're going to start coming a little bit faster because it's just a great medium for us to share stuff with you guys. So definitely do that um i already talked about q a am i missing anything i think we're good
0: i'm glazed over
1: i know this was totally random <laughs> it was just a lot of and i still need to go cook ramblings but it was I, fun i'm
0: gonna need your help with that you're my helper yeah you're so my let's helper.
1: wrap this because i got a bunch of chores and stuff to yeah. do before we go and i got to get this podcast up so uh, I think that's it, guys. Again, Merry Christmas. Have a great New Year.
0: Happy holidays. Happy
1: holidays, whatever you celebrate. We love having you guys here. We love that you're following the show and listening. And and uh, we're looking forward to many more years of, of fun with this. So uh, with that, I think we're going to wish you all Merry Christmas and sign off. This is Ranch Racer.
0: And this is Perpetual Girl. Have a great day and night.
1: And thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye.